here to talk to you today about patience. Now, you may look at me and think, wow, this woman, I can tell she has an aura of patience around her. She's actually just the epitome of patience. And now I'm telling you now, although I look like it, that is not true, okay? And actually, I am the most impatient person I know. I actually like to think of myself more as a provider of patience to other people. So I provide them opportunities to demonstrate patience, okay? And so my lovely family is sat over here, and I'm sure there's many times where I've, again, been so kind to them and blessed them with the opportunity to be patient with me. I even have a story for you, and it was actually a time where we were renovating our house, and through these renovations, my parents were like, yeah, we're going to get fresh carpet, okay? We're going to put some ice, we're going to paint the walls, we're going to get brand new fresh carpet, nice black, and you know that feeling of fresh carpet? It's soft, it's spongy, it's cushiony, it's great. And so my brother being my little brother, you know, was just being as little brothers do. And I was coming in from the car, we were just coming back from B&Q, and I had a five-litre, you can tell where this is going, five-litre can of paint in my hand. And my little brother and I, we were just arguing. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to make him jump. Let me just throw. I know, as I say it, it doesn't make any sense. But let me just, you know, kind of throw the paint towards him to make him jump. He steps back. And it feels like it was a movie this moment. You know, I throw it, shot one. He steps back, shot two, shot two, and the paint splats everywhere. And then shot three is my mum coming down the steps to see that this freshly laid carpet that had only literally been laid for two hours had now five litres of white paint all over it. So, yeah, my parents have definitely been patient with me. That is for sure. And I feel like we live in a day and age that enables patience and increases our desire of instant gratification. We had the invention of the oven. It was like, wow, you can have your food hot and crispy. And then microwaves came in and said, we can do you one better. It can be warmer, quicker in minutes. And now we have air fryers that are like, do you know what? You get the crisp of the oven and the speed of an almost microwave. You know, we're always living in a dynamic of just fast fast pace, fast pace. You've got Amazon Prime, ASOS, next day delivery, fad diets. Instead, instead of, you know, meeting your friends, we can actually just meet on FaceTime. We don't even have to leave our house. We're saving on commute. We're saving on petrol. This is perfect. But it is slowly and steadily small little trinkets of impatience. And I think it's clear that I'm probably not the only one who struggles with impatience. So I have a question for the room. It's just a simple, would you rather? And so I'm asking, would you rather pay more and get something faster or pay less and have to wait longer? Okay, so if you are pay more and you get it faster, put your hand up for me. Yeah, you guys are my kind of people. Yeah. And if you guys are someone, you pay less and actually wait for it to come, wow, you'll be first in heaven, I'm sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure. And so it's clear I'm not the only one who struggles with patience. So I then think, well, why is patience a fruit of the Spirit? So if we look at the definition of patience, it says the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems, or suffering without being annoyed or anxious. <sighs> That is not me. And I'm not really an anxious person, but whatever I lack in anxiety, I more than make up for in annoyance. I do not tolerate any sort of delays. If I'm sat for dinner and the people that have come after us have got their food before me, explosion, okay? I am not happy. And so 
This definition really shook me to my core because I was like, wow, I am genuinely the most impatient person I know. And so ultimately, these things may seem minor, but there is this subconscious effect of daily impatience in our lives and an attitude of instant gratification and instant pleasure. Now, when I look at the example of Jesus, I can't think of a time where he's impatient, where he's rushing. And for example, the story of Lazarus, right? If I was a disciple, the thought of that just makes me laugh. But if I was a disciple and I was saying, right, God, you know, Jesus, we need to get to Lazarus. He's really ill. He's about to die. And Jesus is like, yeah, yeah, we'll get there. I'd be like, come on, he's about to die. You know, rushing him, trying to get him there. But actually, through the story, when Jesus turned up in his perfect timing, we we saw the escalation of a miracle. You know, from him healing someone who was sick to bring in someone from the dead, like, that's inarguable. And we just see how the sovereignty of Jesus in that moment. And also how patient Jesus was with his disciples. In Matthew 8, just in that chapter alone, Jesus heals a paralyzed man. He heals Peter's mother-in-law. He's casting out demons. And even still, the disciples and Jesus, they go onto a boat and there's a storm. And the disciples completely forget who Jesus is, and they're panicked. They completely forget how incredible, how many miracles he's literally done in front of their eyes, and yet they still completely forget. And God is patient with them. He's patient in their ignorance. And it just shows that God is endlessly patient with us. So we should be patient to others. Now, I believe patient teaches us sustenance to be able to walk in our daily walk with Christ, I believe patience teaches us resilience and endurance, knowing that we're going to have hard times, but God will see us through those hard times. I believe patience helps us to grow. It stretches us, but it also shows that we can handle it. And I also feel that patience gives us fulfillment to be satisfied in God's purpose in our lives. When we demonstrate patience, we're practicing the art of growing in our faith, being resilient to the world and the enemy and his attacks, and being fulfilled in God's purpose. So, a lot of you guys might have patience that kind of represents this elastic band, you know? It stretches, but it has, it li- it has its limits, okay? But it's like this. My patience, just so you have a visual representation, is like this, okay? It's tiny. She can't endure much. I'm a delicate soul. But ultimately, both of these elastic bands have limits and have stretches, and they have to be under tension. Now, God never promises us that we're not going to have a difficult time, that he's not going to stretch us. But what he does promise us is that we'll be able to withhold the, the, the situation, that we'll be, and be, we will be able to be patient enough to be seen through the, situa- through the situation. God has equipped us to handle anything And we just have to be patient to see it through. Now, in James 1, verse 3 to 4, it says, Consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. There's one story that comes to mind and helps me think of patience. And that is in 1 Kings 17, and it's Elijah and the brook. Now, 
I kind of like to sometimes read the Bible as if I've got my own interpretation. And if I did have my own interpretation, it would be the SAS interpretation, okay? It would be the SAS version. Because I think there's just those moments where you kind of want to sprinkle a little bit of attitude, you know? So with Elijah and the brook, obviously God has said to Elijah, there's going to be a drought, there's going to be a famine. And so I want you to go to this place in Jordan and you're going to go there and you're going to drink from a brook and you're going to be fed through the mouth of a raven. Now, my elastic band would have snapped then and there. I would have been like, God, what do you mean? There's a drought and a famine. You want me to drink from a dirty brook and be fed from the mouth of a raven. Do you know how gross ravens can be? Like, I, God, please, I can't. But Elijah was patient and he followed God's command and he went there. And then after that, God then said, right, now this brook has dried up. I'm going to tell you to go to another place, Zarephath, which is a thousand miles away. Obviously, there was no Sia Ibiza then. And so... You know, the best donkeys might have all been taken. And so to get there, 1,000 miles, no food, no promise of food or water. But again, Elijah was patient with God and went, went there. And now my patience, or my lack thereof, knows no boundaries. Okay? I can actually be quite empathetically patient towards other, uh, empathetically impatient towards other people's situations. So hearing that when Elijah got to Zarephath and he heard, he saw the widow... I'm putting my impatience in the widow. And so she's not got enough food for her and her son. They are skint. There is nothing going on. And actually, some man says to her, hey, would you mind getting me some water while she's already fetching some sticks? That was me. I'm looking at him like, can you not see I'm busy? Like, I have things to be doing right now. But again, she goes to go. She leans away to go and get water. And then this man asks her, Elijah, can you also make me some bread? Now, if I was there in that moment, I think we can all tell that I would have been like, excuse me, sir, there's a famine right now. Like, I can't help you, you know? I'm trying to survive for myself. But she responded and she said, hey, this is all I have. And literally, this is so little that I'm taking this home for me and my son to eat and then for us to prepare to die because that is how close we are to starvation. And Elijah goes back to her and says, sorry, I get my notes. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of flour shall not be spent, the jug of oil shall not be empty until the day that the Lord sends the rain upon the earth. The story tells us that she cooks for Elijah and that with what she had, and from then God's promise to her was fulfilled through her whole household having food continuously just as was promised. Now, I feel that God doesn't give us a difficult situation or ask difficult things of us for no reason. It is always for our benefit and ultimately for his glory. We may not be Elijah or the widow, but there will be times where we are stretched to the limits on the brink of starvation, but still God will come through and deliver. We just have to be patient. And sometimes I think, Impatience can rob us of the chance to bless others. If the woman, if the widow had acted impatiently and said, you know what, I haven't even got time to talk to you, she would have missed God's God's blessing right then and there. And so we have to be mindful of impatience in our lives and we have to see the opportunities to just slow down and bless others, invest in them and allow the Holy Spirit to work through us. I feel that we can be servants of Christ that sometimes are rushing sometimes are trying to get to the next stage. But actually, God never rushes with us. So we could at least just intentionally think, hey, do you know what? I'm here at church today. Instead of being in and out of those doors, 
let me just speak to someone. God, minister through me. If there's someone you want me to pray for, let me just speak to them. I think also when you go out to dinner, for example, with your family, and the servant comes and they're rushing you, and you, you, it alters your experience. Whereas if there's someone that's coming, that's attentive, that's got all the time in the world for you, that is patient with you, you feel comfortable, you feel rested. And that's what we as Christians should be doing to others. Now, I often kid myself that as a Christian, I'll have some hard times, but I think that I'll get them as get through them as quickly as possible. And I feel like I'll get through them with ease. But actually, patience isn't synonymous with clarity. We're sometimes going to be in difficult situations, and we're not going to understand why we're there. We don't understand why God is putting us in that situation. But God wants us to still be patient, even when we don't understand. And it might be because we've not finished learning what he wants to teach us. It might be because we haven't fully submitted the topic to him, so we still need to be there completely reliant on God. So thank you so much for listening to my talk today about patience.